Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome to the podcast. It is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. I'm so glad you guys are on today. As we uh, read through the Gospel of John today, we're in John chapter 17, that beautiful, historic, famous prayer of Jesus in John 17, Jesus's great high priestly prayer, as a lot of people have called it, the great prayer of Jesus. Um, so that's awesome. Well, I hope you're having a good week. Uh, we are uh, uh, three days, four days, what is it, four days removed from the big wedding that we had over the weekend. And uh, this week I've been just sharing a little bit of my uh, high points, things that takeaways, things that I remember from the wedding that are just uh, sort of a moments just um, in my brain. Uh, and there's so many, there's so many, it's hard to, yeah, I mean, I could probably take two weeks to list all of them. Uh, but you know, one of the things I was thinking about this morning, speaking of prayer, you know, on the topic of prayer is one of the things that stood out to me. And I was very proud of uh, my son-in-law, my son-in-law. Now at that point, he was not yet my son-in-law. It was Thursday, last Thursday. Um, and, um, and as we gathered for dinner, um, both, you know, the people who had come in from out of town kind of gathered for a, a dinner that, uh, his parents had, um, hosted, which was very, very nice. And, um, before, uh, before dinner, you know, as a pastor, whenever before dinner and there's, if there's going to be a prayer, it's like, sort of like, okay, I guess I'm on, but, uh, no, Dylan stepped up and said, I'll pray. I was like, Wow. That was awesome. He prayed for the meal, prayed in front of everyone. You know, now you may say, what's the big deal? But, you know, he that's that's a that's a, out of his comfort zone, man. And uh, I thought that was just a beautiful thing. It was uh, just shows the um, the growth and uh, development in his life and just the. Uh, uh, the spiritual uh, growth that's happening. And um, that was uh, that was a very cool thing. And he did a great job. Fantastic job. I told him afterwards, five out of five on the prayer, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it feels, but to, you know, have to pray out loud in front of your your future father-in-law and his family and others, uh, who's a pastor. <laughs> so, um, but he did it, nailed it, did a great job. And I just really appreciated that courage, you know, and that willingness to do that and, um, and, and that leadership. That's awesome. Yeah, so many cool things over the weekend um, that were that were awesome, and uh, we're um, still talking about Chris and I went, went for a walk as we do every morning, and just you know again just rehearsing some of those really cool moments from the weekend, um, and uh, it was it was awesome. Well, I hope you're having a good day. I hope things are going well for you, and uh, thank you for being on today. We are jumping in, as I said, to John chapter 17, this great prayer of Jesus. Um, so yeah, let's do it. Oh, by the way, by the way, um, I'm doing another wedding today. <laughs> Just as it happens, I'm doing a uh, destination wedding for a, 
a couple that attends a sister congregation up in Wyoming, and they're doing a destination wedding here in Tampa. Uh, so I'll be down at the uh, down in uh, St. Pete Beach uh, this afternoon doing another wedding. So, yeah, um, looking forward to that. Blake and Janelle, shout out to the bride and groom. All right, so here we go. Let's do it. <clears throat> John chapter 17. Again, Jesus is, this is you know, towards the end of Jesus' uh, life. He's going to face the cross pretty soon here in just another chapter or two. We'll see him go to the cross. Uh, next chapter, he'll be arrested. The following chapter, uh, the cross. Uh, and so this is, you know, the night before his uh, arrest. And Jesus is praying. After Jesus uh, said this, and remember what he just said, he said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. After Jesus had said this, this is 17 verse 1, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. That's really why, you know, that's a great example of Jesus, right? Like that's that's why all of us would want to be, if ever we would want to be glorified or everyone, we, we would want to be blessed or uh, um, in any way. It's so that God might be blessed, so that God might be glorified. Verse 2, for you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. He's speaking of himself. Now, this is eternal life, that they know you, the one true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's eternal life. What's eternal life? That they know the one true God and Christ, Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. That's eternal life. Eternal life is not all the things that you get. It's to know, G to know God and to know Jesus Christ. That's true life. Man, aren't you glad you have true life today? Aren't you glad that you have your true life is available to you, fullness of life, so that you see what life is really about, so you understand what really is going on, what ultimately matters in life? True life comes when we see and know the true God. Yeah, verse 4, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you have given me to do. And now, Lord, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Hmm. That's how we bring glory to God on earth is by finishing the work he has for us. Jesus did, man. He did. He finished the work. Verse 6, I have revealed you to those whom you gave me. I'm sorry, I stopped too soon. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. So... God, Jesus has called his disciples out of the world. And Jesus revealed uh, who God was to his disciples. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me and they accepted them. That's the essential character of a disciple. Hearing the words of God and accepting them. Hmm. Drinking a little cup of coffee this morning. Um, I, it, it isn't a Christmas cup, I just want to say. Actually, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas cup. It's Charlie Brown by a Christmas tree with a present, unopened present in his hand. And it says, open me first. 
And in the inside of the cup is a little wreath uh, with Snoopy uh, sleeping on the inner circle of the wreath. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I know it's Thanksgiving month. I'm just, I'm not trying to leapfrog things. This helps me get in the this is the whole holiday spirit. I love Thanksgiving. I love I love the season of gratitude. I also love me some Christmas. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, <clears throat> they knew with certainty that I came from you, speaking of his disciples, and they believe that you sent me. I pray for them. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. Mm. Why? Because the calling, the, the creation of the church brought God Jesus glory. So there, the, the, the creation of the church brought Jesus glory. So he Jesus receives glory through them. Yeah. That's what we do, man. That's what the church is about. We bring glory to Jesus. We make his name great. We make his name famous. We still do this. That's what we do. All I have is yours, and, uh, and the glory has come to me through them. Verse 11, I will remain in the world no longer. He's about to go to uh, the cross. But they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Wow. That's a, that's a huge prayer. That they may be one. Who? The disciples, the people of God. Jesus prayed that the church might be one. Yesterday, I uh, one of the things that I've been able to do through this sabbatical. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm still on sabbatical until uh, uh, my first Sunday back is December 5th, I think. Whatever that first Sunday in December is, it's the second Sunday of Advent. Uh, the first Sunday of Advent is in November this year. Um, but anyways, one of the things I've been able to do is to visit some other churches in the area. You know, you guys know probably if you've been following the podcast that I have visited some churches across in other parts of the country. But one of the true blessings, I mean, I, even more than that, is I've been able to visit some of these local congregations that I've I've heard things about and <laughs> some of our people have left to go to. <laughs> and we occasionally get people from those churches and, you know, whatever. But that's not but I just I just hear good things about the churches. So, you know, it's awesome to actually visit them when they're in action on a Sunday morning and worship with those communities. And man, I, as I said before, I am so encouraged. God is doing awesome things in the body of Christ in Tampa. In the churches that I visited, I'm telling you, every single one of them, I went away saying, man, God is in that place. God is doing good things there. And to know that we're one, we're not in competition. We're not in competition. We are a family. We are, we're cousins. <laughs> we're brothers and sisters and we celebrate their victories. We we rejoice when they rejoice. We mourn when they mourn. There's a church also in town that just said, you know, they're going through a rough time. And um, you know, I'm not, not to go into the details, but there's a, a moral failure, and um, you know, there's no rejoicing in that because they're not our competition. It's not like when a when a business you know, faces difficult times and they lose business and you get their business, you rejoice in that. No, 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 no. We're a family. We all hurt when someone's hurting. We all hurt when a member of the body of Christ is hurting. We don't, we don't gloat. We, uh, we pray. <laughs> we pray that they might be healed. We pray for compassion and redemption and restoration and healing. 
We don't rejoice. We don't gloat. We don't mock. We don't, I told you so. We don't, none of that. None of that. Um, I kind of went on a tangent there. My point was that, over, but we're, we're one. And yesterday I got, to, I, uh, after visiting one of the churches, uh, Generations Christian Church, shout out to Generations up in Trinity, uh, visited with my son and uh, son-in-law and and daughter. This was the week before they were married. We they were here and we were they went to church with me. And so we went up to generations um, while I'm on sabbatical and really just enjoyed the message and connected with Johnny afterwards. And was like, I mean, let's just, just have breakfast if you got a chance. Uh, and uh, fortunately, he was accommodating, and we, we were able to have uh, actually breakfast. Sorry, not lunch. Breakfast yesterday. And good dude, man. Good dude. You know, just trying to just trying to make make an impact for Jesus. Just trying to make Jesus' name great. You know, and uh, we're one. You know, we're one. We're in this together. We're in the same vineyard. We're in the same this the same field that we're trying to bring in the harvest. And it's going to take all of us. That we need more churches. We need more thriving churches. And that's why we're you know at Bayside we're you know head headlong into this church multiplication deal. Because we want to multiply congregations. We want to multiply communities. We want to see more communities that have a mission of seeing more people become more like Jesus. And we're going to be, we're one. Same mission, same heart to glorify Jesus. And here Jesus is saying, I pray that they may be one as we are one. You know, sometimes we, th we think of churches as, Someone, you know, we got to outdo or or or, um, or compete with. We don't. We don't. <laughs> I, I get it, man. There's a little bit of sibling rivalry that goes on, but at the end of the day, we're family. We are family. Um, verse twelve, but that verse eleven, man, you, that's worth underlining. So that they may be one as we are one. That's Jesus' prayer, that we might be one, that we would not be divided. Verse 12, while I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so the scriptures might be fulfilled. I'm talking about Judas, right? Verse 13, I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word. And the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Whoa, guys, we are not of this world. We are not of this world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. For they are not of this world any more than I am of this world. Jesus is not of this world. He is of, he is of heaven. He's, his, his, his residence his address is in heaven. And as adopted sons and daughters of God, our ultimate address is in heaven with God. We are kingdom people. <clears throat> so we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We are, we, are, we, are, we are of different stuff because we have been adopted into the family of God. We've been filled with the Holy Spirit. So verse 13, sorry, 15. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world. That you, but that you protect them from the evil one. Hey, did you know Jesus prayed that you would be protected from the evil one? Uh, maybe some of you are facing temptations and, and trials today. Know that Jesus is prayed, has prayed, 
and is interceding for you right now that you would be protected from the evil one. Yeah, he's on your side, man. Verse 16, they are not of this world, the disciples, even as I am not of this, this world. Sanctify them by the truth. And what is the truth? Your word is truth. Oh, yeah, man. That's why we do this. <laughs> That's why we spend time in the word of God, because sanctified, purified, set apart. Sanctification, sanctify literally means to be set apart, to be different, to be set apart for God's purposes. That's what sanctification is. In the temple, there were sanctified or holy items, objects, and there were objects for common use. Those sanctified or holy objects were those that were used for God's purposes. For, for divine purposes. The opposite of holy is not unholy. The opposite of holy is common. The opposite of, of holy is common. Holy is set apart for divine uses. What is the opposite of that? Things that are used for common use. So how are we set apart? How are we made different? How are we made holy? Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Praise God. Verse 18, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them, I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. Mm. God wants us to be sanctified. He wants to become more and more like Jesus. He wants to become filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone. Okay, so it's not just for the 12. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us. <laughs> that's us, guys. Verse 20, that's us. I pray for those who believe in me through their message, that all of them, that's us, may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. Again, he's praying for unity. Unity. Man, it's a witness, right? Here we go. Uh, Father, uh, verse, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. How will the world believe that, this is a question, how will they believe that, how will the world believe that God sent Jesus? By our unity, by our united and, and sanctified unity in the body of Christ, by our devotion to making Jesus' name great and working together to do it. Yeah, I have given them the glory that you gave me that that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me so that they may be brought to complete unity. Wow. Because, you know, the devil, the devil. Why, so why does the devil fight so hard against the church? How does what's what's his biggest tactic to divide, to divide and and separate? Because he knows what Jesus is praying for. He knows what Jesus' greatest desire is. And that is that the church of the church of God, and I mean that just as the entire body of Christ, <clears throat> would be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you've loved me. That's how the world will know that Jesus was been, has been sent by God and that you loved and that you love us and that God loves us. Verse 24, Father, I want those... You have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you've given me because you love me before the creation of the world. All right. So Jesus is saying again, you know, I, I experienced we were in a community of, of, of love and joy for all eternity before the creation of the world. Verse 25, righteous father, which, by the way, thought of this just 
some people that why would why do you, you this may not this may seem foreign to some of you but in some uh pockets people that why do you call god father he's not a gender well of course he is not a gender but jesus prayed to god as the father <laughs> not as mother not as uh jesus most his most common uh, title for God was Father, not O Sovereign Lord of the Universe, not Big Guy Upstairs. It was Father, this relational term, not Mother, not Brother, Father. So there's something significant about the relationship between a father and his children that Jesus ascribes to God. He's a Papa. He's a dad. He's a, and, and I know there's some messed up images of what a father is, but God is the perfect father. What a father should be loving, kind, compassionate, gracious, protecting, providing, nurturing, guiding, all of those things. That's Jesus referred to God as father, righteous father. Righteous father, though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Wow. Wow. I'm going to continue. I have made you known to them. I have made you known to them in order that the love that you have for me may be in them. Man, why don't we do that today? Why don't we go out and make God known to the world so that people know that God's love is in us and to let them know that God has that same kind of love and desire for them. Yeah. Do you know that today? Do you know God's heart and motivation towards you is love? He loves you. Whatever you're going through, you may be at a low point. I know sometimes we face disappointment. We face setbacks. We face things we, we that don't turn out the way we want or we struggle through things. I hope, especially you today, if that's you, listen, God loves you and he wants to make your joy complete. So whatever that setback is, whatever that disappointment is, whatever you're going through, know that God's already at work. He's been at work before that you even found out about this one. Even before that, God was already working to make your joy complete. He's working on it right now. And that joy can be made complete in knowing that God's affection for you is real and it's eternal. Praise God, man. Praise God. Awesome. I hope you enjoyed uh, reading together Jesus' great high priestly prayer. Tomorrow we'll jump on over to chapter 18 and um, and kind of things get a little more uh, intense and ominous as uh, Jesus goes uh, before uh, the uh, Roman leaders. He's arrested. All right. Well, thanks for being on. As you know, we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. So it's that we're in that prayer time right now. Let's do it. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for uh, this great high priestly prayer of Jesus. Uh, like Jesus, we cry out to you, Father. Thank you that you love us like a child, a dear child. And so thank you, Father, for that kind of love, that relationship that we have with you. God, we pray as Jesus did that you might glorify yourself through us. 
Lord, that you might sanctify us by your word because your word is truth. So the things that we've read, the things that we've reflected on, may you apply them to our hearts. May they, may they be embedded in our spirit so that we live them out. Lord, help us to be one. Help us to be in unity with the body of Christ, with our brothers and sisters on a one-on-one -on -one basis, on a congregational level, and even across borders, Lord, across nationalities. We are a family. So, Lord, help us to love one another, encourage one another, cheer for one another, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Lord, thank you for the beauty of the body of Christ. Lord, help us to be one in a greater measure so that the world may know that you were sent by the Father. God, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in the church. Thank you for the awesome things that are happening all over the place through the body of Christ. God, you're doing such great things. And uh, Lord, I pray for my friends today, whatever they're going through, may they know today that you love them. May you show them in some great, cool, awesome way that you see them, that you know them. Maybe it's through this podcast or something that was said here. Just lets them know, hey, I see you. I love you. I'm for you. I'm already at work. God, thank you. You're such a good God. You're precious, God. You're you're um, you're awesome to us, and we we give you thanks, Lord. May you bless each and every person at the sound of my voice. May you encourage them today, strengthen them, bless them real good, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Love you guys. I'll always love to hear from you. So if you want to reach out to me about the podcast, Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. The email address is. Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. So many of you reaching out through the through email, just giving me a heads up on what's going on with you, how the podcast has ministered to you, kind of what uh, what's happening in your life. I love to hear from you. So um, so give me a shout out. Bible study podcast 2020 at gmail.com. All right, you guys, thanks for all that you're doing. Thank you for being a part of this community. Thanks for subscribing, liking it, sharing it, all those good things, giving comments and feedback. All those things are greatly appreciated. You have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.